to another episode of the BSOC Bulletin podcast by the UNSW Business Society. I'm Brittany and today I'm here with Adrian. This week we're going to be talking to Victor Aikida who graduated from UNSW last year with a degree in commerce majoring in marketing. Victor has had a range of experiences within the marketing industry working with companies such as American Express and currently Adobe. So Victor, how are you finding lockdown? Do you prefer working from home or being more in the office? Yeah, we'll see. I have mixed feelings about that one. With Myrl specifically, there's a lot of like video conferencing. So like I have to be on the phone like a lot um, with people. So even if we weren't in lockdown, I actually wouldn't be in the office like that much. So I think to me, it hasn't made too much of a difference, but I do enjoy being in the office. Like you got to admit, like how the views, the perks, all the freebies, the goodies in the office are always good. It sounds good. I guess another bonus I could probably see is sleeping in a bit more not having to travel in. But on the topic of work, are you able to kind of give a brief overview for the guests in terms of like context on your experience in the marketing industry? Yeah, sure. So as you mentioned, I did graduate last year and this is my first full-time role. I've um, really been enjoying it so far. Adobe's an amazing company to work for. Absolutely like love the technology space. And prior to that, yes, I had a few internships. So mainly was the first six months I wrote a over at American Express and the merchant marketing team. So that was the B2B side of the business. And then prior to that, I was at six months with MSD, so Merck, Sharp and Dome, and they are an American global multinational company in the pharmaceutical industry. I guess like what interested you in pursuing marketing as a career? Um, I guess for me, out of everything that you can study under a Bachelor of Commerce, I would say that marketing, it's a very good blend because there's that whole, and not a lot of people know this, but there's this very technical analytical side to marketing. There's also this very strategic side and there's also this very creative side. So there's different aspects of marketing that you can choose to go through. I personally am still understanding and figuring that out for myself, but being a, I guess like business unit that works across the entire I guess like corporate environment, you really have a lot of saying like the brand, the feel of a product and also how the, for the company as well, like how the company looks in the public eye. And you're really very much involved in a lot of strategic conversations with either like sales ops, business leaders, um, people in product, people in tech. So it's a good place to be if you want to have an overarching exposure to the business. But I would say, and I'm probably biased to say this, I find that marketing is a lot of fun. There's like lots of fun things that you can do. You get to see sort of like the best of both worlds. So I guess if you're not as technical or as savvy to go into like information systems, IT or anything along those lines, I'd say marketing is like a good blend. You definitely get to do your own thing, but you get to, you know, touch those areas of the business. I guess on the topic of those certain types of areas, are you able to kind of give your view on the types of areas that people can get involved in in the marketing field? Yeah, sure. So marketing is a very large field to work in. So at the moment, I work in a field marketing and that's in the B2B side of Adobe. So to give some context, I guess we all know the Creative Cloud Street, right? That's like Photoshop, Illustrator, Premiere Pro, Adobe Sign, Adobe Acrobat, all of that. So in the B2B side, I market enterprise products to other businesses. So that those are things like uh, Adobe Marketo, Adobe Experience, all the products under Experience Cloud, and those are solutions for businesses to basically help them get more business. So with field marketing in that respect, you work very closely with sales, like a lot, like very much with like account executives, 
BDRs who qualify leads before handing them on. And it's very much a fine relationship you have because everything you do impacts like them and it impacts the quality of customers that they're getting and drives those conversations. So I guess if you're juggling between sales and marketing, I would definitely recommend like B2B field marketing because you definitely get to do all of that. But then you also get to like run events, do digital campaigns um, or, or a whole bunch of this traditional marketing activities, but you're always tied towards the sales goals and what it is that they need to do and achieve. Um, and obviously having said that, you can also specialize in a whole bunch of areas, namely event management, where you're running events, like it can be small, large scale, digital nowadays because of COVID and lockdown. So lots of virtual events, webinars and digital experiences. There's also the side of marketing, which I mentioned, which is the brand and creative side. So there's two points to that, right? I see it as like agency side or client side. So at the moment I'm on the client side, so a client being um, Adobe. So in terms of like designing all those creative um, or coming up with like a brand campaign and um, I guess like the look and feel of the content we produce, we would employ someone in marketing working on the agency side. So you'd work really closely with agencies to like design the look and feel of your emails or design certain banners or uh, putting your logo in a certain area. They provide all this content for you. So looking at it that way, I think it's just a matter of like what it is that you want to do. I guess like an agency, you're very much, it's very much fast paced. You're working with like multiple clients at like multiple different times on a whole bunch of very different projects. But then if you're on the client side, I would say there's a bit more stability and flexibility because you know, you know your own brand, you're employing the agency to do the job for you. But yeah, I would say there's definitely like pros and cons. If you're very creative and that's what I enjoy, I'd recommend agency. But if you're more like business centric, you're more strategic, um, you'd want to focus on those aspects of marketing, possibly like even analytical as well. I'd recommend being on the client side. Pros and cons to both. Piggybacking off of that, like given that there are so many specializations in marketing, but there's only like the one actual major at UNSW, like... How would you recommend for students to test out which specializations or specific careers they like so they would want to pursue it more? Yeah, um, you actually touched on a good point there because in UNSW, like there is only the marketing major. I mean, you can get into certain courses like the, the third year courses like marketing analytics. There's the brand management side. You can do events as a second year course, but I believe that university, at least in its current stage when I graduated, doesn't necessarily prepare you for what it's really like out there in the real world. To be honest, for my role and even for my previous world American Express, I relied, if I had to say, give it a percentage, probably university gave me 15 to 20% of what I needed. 80% of everything I had to learn on the job. And I like even to this day, I have to deal with stuff like pipeline, lead generation. And these are things that I had never, ever heard of in university. But for example, it's so heavily tied to the marketing work that I do. So I think knowing this, obviously, like do your course, do your major university, it's really, really important. But I think the greatest things you'll get is by doing internships and actually getting relevant job experience. A great way to do this is obviously through um, what I did, which was the core program. They offer, this is specific to NSW, and I believe Melbourne Uni also offers this, but it's the way you have the six month placements where you're working for four days at the core partner and you do one day of uni. Very, very helpful because unlike summer vacies or vacation positions, you're actually there for six months. So you get to work on long-term projects. Whereas I find that like those shorter one to two month internships it's quite limiting in the work that they can give you. 
And because you're there for such a short amount of time and even having even six months, I'll say is quite short. Like it's, there's only so much that you can get to experience, but it'll give you a good taste of what it's like to really work in that environment and be given work. That's quite impactful. Like you'll definitely see a change within the business. Yeah. I think it kind of leads into our next point on the surprises that you kind of faced. And like you did mention one of those being how much you needed to learn outside of uni was there anything else that surprised you going into and experiencing some of the internships you did? Not too much, but there were quite a few surprises there. Definitely, I would have to say it was office culture. Luckily enough, when I went into MSD in the first half of Amex, COVID hadn't happened yet, so we were still allowed to go and experience that. Obviously, things have changed a lot virtually and digitally, but just, I guess, like knowing how to communicate with people knowing how to ask someone to do something for you, but phrasing it in a way that makes them want to do it, if you catch my drift. I guess a larger part of that would be knowing how to collaborate with other people effectively, especially when you're working with people who are different age ranges to you, they're different styles, they're different levels of seniority. I would say within marketing, at least in the companies I've been, it's been very much like a flatter organizational structure. I know in some other places, maybe like, you know, IB banks and so forth, it's a lot more hierarchical, but definitely like getting used to that and communicating effectively and just getting things done. And it could be something as simple as like your phrase, phrasing a certain email or what should I say, establishing those relationships so that, you know, it makes that conversation easier. Um, I'd say just understanding office language and office lingo and just getting out of that academic mindset and into the working environment. One thing I will say though, I will highly recommend you to be joining societies because I'd say societies really gave me the prep that I needed to because you have to collaborate, work with your fellow subcommittee directors, exec, and you'd be surprised at how much that translates into the real working life. And that's something that you won't pick up by just going to courses and doing your academic studies. Yeah, I mean, I guess on the note of office culture, earlier you mentioned that your current role relies a lot on virtual conferencing already. I guess, how do you think marketing as an industry has been impacted by COVID, like especially compared to other business disciplines? Well, I guess with my role specifically, we've definitely had a major shift, at least events-wise, from physical and in-person and even like meetings with clients to virtual. I would have to say that I view this as both being a good thing and it, like it has its pros and cons. Like most recently, if I give an example, we have this event called Summit at Adobe. Those of you who don't know, that's our flagship event. It happens every year in the May-June period. And basically what happens, it's three days and we fly all of our major customers to Las Vegas. And there we set them up with all these hotels and it's basically like a massive showcase of all of our new products, new launches, what's happening, new, it's basically like a, it's like a big moment, real important for us. Lots of branding and lots of like businesses generated by this event. So this was the second year that we had to do it virtually. And yeah, it was a very different experience, I think because of the shift towards more virtual and digital marketing has also had to adapt. Like prior to this, one of our events colleagues who always ran events had no knowledge of running webinars or running virtual interviews. And that's a skill she's had to, to take on board. And as a result, we've also had to learn those skills. So it's definitely like pushed our own digital transformation into that space. 
If I speak about Adobe specifically, I would have to say unlike other businesses, it's been really good for us because we're very much a digital first company. All of our products, especially in the B2B side, are designed to elevate a business's digital transformation. So with this need, I guess it's it's been very beneficial for us and for our customers, I guess, like to see the value of like going digital. Because definitely like in my point of view, I'd say pen and paper, definitely like a thing of the past. Yeah, on the note of mentioning those type of changes, I'm sure you've probably experienced quite a lot of change, especially like throughout the several roles that you've had. But from those experiences, has there been like any standout or rewarding experiences that are quite memorable to you? It could be just like anything that was like noteworthy or that you felt was very satisfying to achieve in terms of the marketing role or the internship. From a digital perspective? Yeah, it can be from the digital perspective or it can be like on the topic of a specific role like you're at Adobe up to you. I suppose if I can think of a project which I was very proud of would have to be from my time at Amex. So I was there from January 2020 to July 2020, right? So I got that first couple months of like freedom and then the brunt of COVID and then as we started to exit out of that situation and back to normal life. And one of the changes I saw there was we had this campaign which was called Shop Small. And if you're an American Express card member, you'll know what this is. But it's basically a campaign which is usually run in November for about a month. And it encourages card members to go out there and like shops, shop at small businesses. Now, if you remember back then, this was back in March, we had started planning for Shop Small like because it's a very large campaign, like six, seven months early. But then when COVID hit and we all went into lockdown, if you think about it, who was the one, who were the, the groups that were most impacted by this? A lot of the times it was small businesses, right? Because obviously they didn't have the support of being in like a larger, like multinational environment. And they were very much suffering. There were lots of like people going out of business. It was a very hard time for them. So we actually had to bring this campaign and instead of delivering it in six or seven months, we had to del- deliver it in six weeks. And we couldn't do what we usually do, right? Because we'd usually do these big event activations. Like uh, we had a few planned that were going to be Sydney specific and Circular Key and Pitt Street where we'd have lots of people gathered, but obviously that was all off the table. So we had six weeks to execute this and it all had to be in a COVID safe way. And that was really cool because that was actually the largest shop small that American Express had ever done. We got, if I remember correctly, I think five or six times the funding that that uh, marketing campaign usually gets. And that was a global worldwide initiative. And what was interesting about this, because at the time, Australia was doing, with regards to COVID, we were doing a lot better than other places like Europe or the US. So it was a globally led initiative, but we were the first market to launch. So everyone around American Express Global had their eyes on us. So yeah, there's a lot of hustle, a lot, a lot of hustle and bustle. But because of this rush, I definitely got to, just to say, put on a few more hats than I normally would. And especially as an intern, that was an amazing opportunity. And uh, yeah, at the end of the campaign, it was extremely successful. Um, we had amazing reach from everything from card member engagement, PR advertising. And at the end of the day, I guess a little positive that I had was the fact that what we were doing was good. We were driving card members to spend at these small businesses and doing our part in what we could during what was a very rough time for a lot of people. On the topic of the co-op internships, like I've had a look and I see that the co-ops actually offer one-off internships where students can just apply for their single internship rather than being enrolled in the degree. Do you have any advice for students who are looking to apply for those one-off co-op internships? 
Yeah, sure. So as you mentioned, right, there is the co-op scholarship scholarship, which is the four-year program. The one-off internships, I would say, is a little bit different. So it is a process. You have to fill out about 10 questions. Obviously, work very hard on them because they actually do read them and they, they're obviously are comparing with everyone else. So give it all, give it your best. I would recommend having at least one or two internships as well because it is a bit of a shock, but it also gives you a competitive edge. Like when you do apply, if you have an internship that's for you did three months, one or two or three days a week at a small startup or at a, a mid-market business, that'll definitely give you quite an advantage because they are giving you these one-off internships, right? So if you already have some experience, it'll really set you apart from the rest. And I would recommend always checking the co-op website because a lot of the times they'll advertise a position for three weeks and then it'll be gone. So if you're like one of the first few to apply, the odds are they'll read your entire application and I'd say the odds are very high that you will get an interview for that. But again, main thing, try and get experience before that, either in your first or second year. And I'd say like a good time to apply would be either in your second, third year to do this. I even had friends who in my cohort who were in their fourth years and fifth years and they were still applying. So I definitely say try and get a little bit of experience first and then like hop on board. Right. Yeah. So I was definitely thinking of like having a look at those internships myself and trying to like give a shot at them. But it's good to have your advice for anyone who is looking to apply for them as well. I think going on a bit of a tangent now, like with your past experience as sponsorships director at BSOC, what do you think were the most valuable skills you gained from that role? And do you find that it's relevant to your current role in marketing? I would have to say with sponsorships specifically, it's not really marketing. It's more, if I had to draw similarity, I would tie it more towards the sales organization. Because if you think about it, you're reaching out to customers or clients or sponsors and you're trying to convince them of the value of BSOC, the value of its member membership base and what they can bring towards the towards the individual companies. So definitely if you're into sales, I'd highly recommend it. Sponsorships in any in any role is really, really good. Also if you're the type of person who's looking to get some of that office lingo experience or just knowing how to structure a certain email or talk in a professional manner, I'd highly recommend it because out of all the roles available in BSOC last year. That was one where you, let's just say, you can't just say, hey, what's up? You definitely have to structure everything in a very specific way. And also you have to remember you are the face of the society as well. So you're before COVID, like I was definitely going on multiple meetings, like in the offices um, of potential sponsors. And there's also that aspect of where you're also negotiating. I remember when I was negotiating with a certain sponsor last year, I went to the name, but they're a pretty big one. And this, the scenario was, it's become a sponsor for BSOC. We have different sponsorship packages, right? I think there's four tiers. The highest tier, you get the highest package, get the most, most marketing reach, major events. And the smaller one, I think you just, yeah, they're just in different tiers. But basically the issue I had was this specific sponsor, they wanted to get, not the max, maybe like the second best tier, but they only wanted to pay like fourth tier pricing. And it was like, on my side, I had the dilemma, right? Like, oh, I really want these guys to be our sponsor. They're a big name, they're very good for us. But at the same time, they're asking for way too much and they're not willing to pay for the goods. So there was very much like a, this was over email and then over call, right? And I think my VP and my co-sponsor was succeed in this and they helped out. But it was very much like a back and forth, a back and forth. No, I want this, but we're not going to do this. It's like, well, I'm sorry, we can't offer this. How about we try this? I was very much trying to be nice about it. I think I've never had to flex negotiating so much. And if you think about it, the person I was talking to was someone from HR. And I think someone, uh, 
one of the other directors. I'm not sure why they're in that conversation, but they were really trying to get the best. And then it got to a point where I was like, okay, I've had enough. I've like lost it. I'm not a patient person. And I think I wrote something along these lines, which was, okay, that's great. Look, this is what we can offer. We believe this is the, the suitable price and we want to remain fair to our other sponsors who have paid for what you want to get. And I said, if this isn't possible, that's absolutely fine because they had contacted me quite after the sponsorship date. So they had missed out on a few things that we offered such as careers fair. But then I said, then that's absolutely fine. Why don't we continue this conversation? And I'm happy to consider you for 2021 as next year's sponsorships done three days later. And she had been replying at a two email per day basis. They come back. I was like, okay, no, that's fine. We're happy to go with what you're suggesting. So I think it's just like putting your foot down and saying, no, I have respect in myself. I respect the society. You're going to pay for what you want. Yeah. But that was a, that was a really good exercise. And to be honest, even in like my current role, I've never had to have an, an argument that was heated to that level in order to get a point across. Yeah. And you never know when that might be necessary. I mean, especially in the workforce, I could see situations where my boss has had to argue internally with different stakeholders or for sales with customers. So it's a, that was a very good skill to have. Yeah, I think it definitely sounds motivating. In the end, you kind of realize you only have so much to lose, but you have so much to negotiate in a way. Exactly. And think about it this way, right? I mean, I was a fourth year at the time, but usually that my director position would be either a second or third year. Imagine as in your second year of uni, you're negotiating with like these big ass companies <laughs> and then like then back and forth. The other person's like in their 30s and 40s and then you win. Like, that's an amazing skill for life, not just for your career. Yeah, it definitely probably would have been memorable. But yeah, on the note of being a student still, this question is kind of leaned towards more of the general audience of general business students. So not necessarily marketing, but do you have any advice for someone who is still looking to specialize or choose a major? Say they're like currently still like they've completed their core courses or whatever, but they're like looking forward to moving into like a specialization. Yeah, that that is a bit of a, a tricky one. What's a good thing that in your first year, like you have to take all those different courses. So you get a breath, at least I know they've changed the Bachelor of Commerce, but I think when I was there, you definitely had to, you had a set of courses that you had to do. It's fine up until you get into your second year and you do have to start like picking and choosing, you know, working towards the major that you want to do. But I think for deciding in terms of where your interests are and where it is that you want to go, I would say the biggest thing would be to join societies, like join, meet other people, talk to people who are a bit older than you, like your third or fourth years. And that'll hopefully give you, I guess, like these sources of information that you can add to your own decision-making process. Because I think there was a time when I was studying, I was very much split between, um, I guess, like doing marketing or doing psychology, um, like yourself as well. And then Infosys even there for a little bit. But it wasn't until I really talked to people, did, uh, did my first couple of internships that I really decided that this is for me. Now, don't come back on you, don't, don't on this, but I, who knows, I may have a career change. I may want to do something else. But so far, at least this is what I enjoy doing. And I'd say the main way I figured this out was just talking to people and experiencing things through their eyes without you having yourself to do it. Yeah, so I guess on the topic of like reaching out to other people who have more experience for advice, like what's the biggest and best piece of advice that you've ever received that like you would want to share to others? Don't be afraid. Honestly, you, you'd be surprised at how willing people are to share knowledge and to share their experiences of how they've gotten to where they are. 
And also, you have to remember, you you guys are like in uni, right? So you kind of have that working to your advantage. And in a way, I sort of had that too, being like a fresh grad, right? You can say when you, we're still learning, we're still figuring out what it is that we want to do. And like, people are always willing. And I think obviously, like when you do ask, like you be professional about it, but be chill as well. Like be nice, try and find something that it is that they did. Or like, hey, I saw you worked on this like amazing project, or I saw you part of on this like panel discussion. Would you mind catching up for like a 30 minute coffee? I'd love to learn from you or it's like if it's virtual like hey can I set up a quick uh, 30 minute teams call or zoom call and then it might take them a while to get back to you they might schedule in for a couple weeks if they're super busy but they will do it and when they do it they're going to be more than happy to help like to give you an idea when I was in my second year because in my first year I just did not take it seriously at all just chilled and just had had a lot of fun when I got my act together and in my second year, I went to a few panels run by a few societies. I think it's a very good way to go to those because like if you go to those panels and you see the speakers are there, that's a good way for you to introduce yourself. You can say like, hey, I went to the XO panel. I saw you there. Loved how you spoke about this. I'd love to talk to you further about XYZ. And by doing that, I was able to... When was this? So this is 2019. I went to a panel. This was for Mark Sock. And the director of the go-to-market strategy for APAC was there for the for Salesforce. And again, saw him at the panel. It took me a while to reach back to him. But when I eventually did, he sort of greatly influenced that like the marketing I wanted to do was in the tech space. And uh, I was working at MSD at the time and I had no experience. But then because of that, that's sort of like what drove me to apply for Adobe in the first place because of what he said, the, d- the different types of marketing compared to like pharmaceuticals or financial services. And through talking to him, I met, if I think back now, because he introduced me to someone, introduced me, introduced me to someone else, introduced me to the group, introduced me to that. He's responsible for introducing me to probably like 20 different contacts um, that I have. And, and I could reach out to any one of them right, right now for like, hey, I'm doing, I just started Adobe. What do you think? Hey, I need a bit of career advice or just like, hey, can I get your thoughts on this? Do you think I'm approaching this right? And I'd say that's probably like the best way um, to approach it. So go to events in your societies, look at the speakers and then use that as a way in. Cause I think they'll definitely appreciate that over someone who just messages on them on LinkedIn out of the blue. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, especially like when I guess they see that you have the courage to go up and approach them kind of with that attitude like you had, like you don't really have much to lose it's worth a shot kind of like ties back to when you were talking about like negotiating with the sponsor in a way like you sometimes you just got to put your foot down and then have that courage to go to the like next step but I guess yeah was there anything else that you wanted to add before we wrap up I guess I'd have to say for maybe there's like one message I'd say for those of you super interested in marketing have an open mind when you actually are working in the field and we actually are out there it's so different to uh, what it is that they teach you at uni what you learn in classes you'll find so uh, yeah i'd say just have an open mind because you'd be very surprised um at the things you'd learn how things are very different to how it is in uni and how it compares to the workplace and yeah and if anyone's interested to know more i'm more than happy if you'd like to contact me via linkedin messenger whatever i'm more than happy no worries on that note thank you so much for taking time out of your day to interview with us it's been a pleasure awesome thanks for having me